Welcome to Living Your Limitless Life. Your host is Carol DeShane, the founder of Connect to Joy. This program is designed to inspire and motivate you to find your best life. Join us on this journey of transformation. Now, here is Carol DeShane. Hello, beautiful spirits. Welcome to the show. I'm Carol DeShane, and my passion in life is to help you find your joy, to release what holds you back, and assist you to quantum leap your journey of self-discovery. I'm an intuitive, certified in life and business coaching, and a multidimensional energy light worker. So if you're ready to start creating that life you've always dreamed of, that you deserve, let's have some fun and let's get started right now. Hello, hello. Today, we want to talk about empowerment, and this is going to be about empowering yourself, and if you're a small business owner, there's going to be quite a bit for you there as well. Empowerment is the process of becoming stronger and more confident, especially in controlling your life and making your choices and not letting someone else make them for you or blaming someone else for what has happened to you. People call this taking your power back, and that really is what it feels like. So empowering yourself can make you feel stronger more uplifted, more courageous, and really just you feel freer. To help me talk about this is my great guest, Mike Martin, whom I met at the Holistic Chamber of Commerce. So let me tell you just a little bit about him. Mike learned at a very early age that he had to fend for himself. His upbringing was a series of stops at various Air Force bases across the USA, Europe, and North Africa. So he went to multiple schools, which led to him being very self-reliant, and he learned to take care of himself and look out for his younger siblings. He is a Vietnam War veteran, having served as a Naval Supply Officer, and Mike has learned that having goals and aspirations is his key to beat the odds. His drive to learn and achieve took him far, but he's realized that sometimes he was motivated by fear for survival, and he found that he was much more satisfying when he could accomplish them in a positive, proactive manner. He's helped people in one way or another most of his life, but today he is redirecting his focus to motivational speaking and empowering business owners especially holistic business owners, which is why I met him at the Holistic Chamber of Commerce. Thank you for being here today with me, Mike. Yeah, it's great. Good seeing you, Carol, and I'm looking forward to this chat. Now that we know just a little bit more about you, can you tell us a, a bit more about how you got on the path of wanting to empower other people? As the bio just indicated, I had to start looking out for myself very, very early on. In my life as a naval officer and then later on as a corporate guy and then moving into the the world of call it the small business owner on the side i had to learn to do things very quickly and i ran into a lot of people that didn't have the breadth of experience and training that i had so having all this training that i have what i try to do is is give people ideas tips direction on What are some shortcuts to to help them become successful quicker so they don't have to uh, go through all the painful steps of getting to where you want to go to achieve what you want to do? But I always look at it that it's a journey and a journey is a many steps and success can be defined as going on that journey, not necessarily, you know, you're getting to an end point. What is the end point for you? For me, it's being able to to help other people, to share my story, and and then go from there. 
Well, and what struggles have you faced that would help people if you shared them now? I mean, are there anything specifically you can give us? Any ideas? Uh, well, specifically, what uh, in terms of the, the small business people, most of the small business people, you know, are trying to convert some interest, some hobby, something, whatever, that's of great interest to them. And they know that information inside out and backwards. But they're not necessarily a good accountant, a good tax, somebody that knows their taxes, somebody that knows about marketing, somebody that knows about automation, the the technology things that we have in today's world. Today's world is, I can't keep up with it. So I'm constantly trying to figure out what can I use to help me to get my message out to to the end user, to empower them. It's an interesting uh, scenario, but my breadth of experience in being a small business owner and then taking advantage of all the skill sets that I learned while I was in the corporate world for over 40 years, those are skill sets that, that can be transferred and help these small business owners move forward in achievement of their goals. And their goal is to be successful, to be able to be financially free, to be debt free, et cetera, et cetera. I'm going to ask you something, but I'm going to actually answer the question first myself. That gives you a minute to think about it. Why do you think people struggle so hard? And for me, looking at it beyond just, I just don't know it. I look deeper than that normally. So what I'm looking at is they struggle so hard because they don't think that they deserve more. Maybe they expect it to be hard to learn something new to, if you don't know what you don't know, they kind of expect taking their power back to be hard. But if you don't work for it, it doesn't have much value is what some people think as well. They have to work hard. And therefore, if it's free, it's like, great, but they don't value it as much. So I think that for struggling for me, I see people that, especially as a life coach, I see it that they just don't feel they deserve it. Their business won't flourish. And then they blame everybody but themselves. And not that you need to blame yourself, but you need to take responsibility and then go, okay, so what don't I know? And that's what I had to do when I was on my journey, because I realized that I don't know how to break apart a podcast. I had a radio show. They did all the work for me. All of that sort of thing was like, can I hire somebody? Can I do it myself? People say where the finances is something that is another big struggle people have, whether it's personal or with the small business. How do I do this? I can't afford it yet. I can't afford a VA. Maybe you can't afford not to have a virtual assistant. You have to kind of balance it out to figure out when you, I know we had someone that at the Holistic Chamber say, you asked him, how much you pay for that? When he was saying he takes care of the website, he takes care of this, he takes care of that. And it's like, whoa, oh, that's got to be expensive. And you ask and he goes, oh, it's around a thousand a month. And everybody's eyes went, whoa, exactly. <laughs> because maybe our businesses don't create quite that amount of money that makes it worthwhile for the ROI to get that value back. Mine's like 200. So it's a little easier to deal with, and a little easier to swallow. How do you feel that certain struggles, do you have anything to add to that? I think you've, you know, you've analyzed it pretty well, but what you did sort of inadvertently there is you've analyzed the, what I, the word I use is workflow. There are certain things that need to be done, things that you do as the business owner. And then there are the other components in whatever it is that you're doing. And as a solopreneur, we're doing everything expert in everything. No. So what can we break apart to take advantage of some skill sets that are elsewhere? Otherwise, as you're starting out, you need to do certain things and you've got to just take it and say, I'm not exact, 100% skilled in this one, but I know I got to do certain pieces of it to make this business grow. And when I get to the right spot, 
then I need to go out and get and and buy that service for myself because then I'll be able to multiply myself even more so. It's a matter of putting the pieces of the puzzle together. You can then leverage it when you're at the right point for that particular piece of the business. And that's what I've been doing. I've been working on different pieces of my puzzle to put it into place. And then now I'm starting to hire out certain pieces because I just don't, I don't have the skill sets, let alone not having the skill set. If you tried to teach yourself, then you get yourself down on it because you say, well, I just don't get it. I don't get it. I don't know. I'm too slow. And then you say, take your time, be slow, be meticulous, learn what you got to learn and then move forward. And as those pieces start coming together and meshing and those gears come together, it's amazing how things start moving forward. Because then you start taking some of your hard-earned money that you've done, you're leveraging it to your to help you to grow even faster. It's pretty funny, Carol. I, I had uh, a guy call me up, says, "Can you meet me right now? It's ten o'clock this morning." And I said, "Well, I got, I got, I got to be here to, for Carol. You got to get here because I'm only going to be here for an hour." And it was a, a big initial order from a from a client. So I'm going, "Whoa!" Then I'm off and running. <laughs> hurry, hurry. <laughs> I, I got there. We took care of business. It all, luckily, it only took about 15 minutes. And now I'm back and I did enough to get him going that I'm going to follow up with him to make sure that he's got the training, the, the pieces that I need to give him that would make it be a little bit better. What I'm doing for myself and what I'm advising folks is take one piece at a time, do what you can do to make it work the best, then move to the next piece. Keep that thing going as much as you possibly can. And in today's world, a lot of the stuff that we used to do by hand is now automated. So you don't need to take the time. And and once you get the data where it needs to be, you can manipulate data in today's world. And it's just so fast in getting things created. Sometimes it feels like a blessing and a curse. <laughs> it really is on you to get this, the data started. But guess what? It's one of the things that I did is I had a big array of business cards. I had a big array of, I had started doing some Excel spreadsheets with names and stuff, but I didn't have them in any one consistent pattern. I, I went out and found myself a, a disabled veteran that knew how, enough to how to use, do a computer and how to do Excel. And I've got them doing the key punches. So I took that away from myself and it just opened up a bunch of hours to do the other things I need to do. That's the the other thing to do is that you really need to set up a time every week to plan, set up time every week to review, a plan and review cycle. So you can plan what you're going to do. You set those little mini goal tasks. And then at the end of the week, you're going to review them. Did I get those things done? Boom, 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 boom. Sometimes people do those little checklists and then people do them on the computers nowadays, but you do, I'm old school. I do things on paper still. And then I have my little pen and I go, check, check, check. And it gets things done, but you do a plan and review. That's an old military thing that I learned. Every day you had a plan and review. You had a plan of the day. Did you get it done? And every every day you had another plan of the day. So I plan on, the plan of the day comes out first thing in the morning. You're doing your planning. When you do that, then you start, you're able to accomplish not only the short-term goals, but it fits into the bigger picture of the monthly goals, the quarterly goals, the six-month goals, et cetera, et cetera. Planning and reviewing is a process that you need to do, and it applies not just to the business aspects, it applies to your social aspects. 
It applies to your family. It applies to your health. Because if you don't have health, what are you, you going to accomplish? So you got to work on all aspects of the life. One of the things that I love to talk about, the concept of the wheel of life. And, each, and then you have your spokes. And each spoke is one of the facets of my life. Education, social, family, business, et cetera, et cetera. I use that too. It's an interesting concept because are we at the same spot on every spoke at all times? And the answer is absolutely not. We're all in different spots. So if we're all in different spots and if that wheel tries to turn, it can be a really bumpy ride unless you start to balance your life. And that's the part that I think has helped the people that I've talked to is, you know, balance things out. You'll get more done and be more productive when you're balanced and your wheel is turning smoothly versus bumping along in the road. I'm imagining a flat tire. Exactly. <laughs> Been there, done that. I've had some flat tires along along the road of life. And the road of life for me was very bumpy. I mean, going to so many schools around the country having and having to have a mindset, of, of, like you said, of self-reliance, how do you fit in each time? And as a kid, that makes it's even worse. And it was not only that many schools in the early years, that's, the, that's up to eighth grade. How about three high schools in three different states? In the spring of 64, which is at the end of my junior year of high school, I, I left home. I left home never to go back. So I've been on my own and pay, paying my own bills since that, since that time. And so you become very self-reliant and very diligent. And I went to my senior year of high school, got out, but I was working my way and paying room and board. You know, and it's uh, no money from home puts you in a different perspective, but it doesn't mean you have to stay there. If you want to, you can do it. You just got to make the goal to do it. I'm trying to tell people that that's exactly what you can do. You got to be clear in your in your definition of what you're going after. And then, you know, most of those things can be definitely measurable. And you just got to put a timeline associated with it. And the biggest thing I would say for anybody that's doing goals, you got to put them on paper. I talked to a ton of people. Oh, I got my goals. Yeah, yeah. I got it. I got it written up here in my brain. And I said, that doesn't work. Guess what? It, it can get erased real easily if it's up in your brain. But if you put it on paper, that's when you can really have to stay to task. Right. And really, it helps for me, especially. I mean, I don't call them what you did. That's very formal sounding. I just do lists. I've always done lists. And if anybody listens, they know I always say, you Mm got to write it down. I don't care if it's on the computer as long as you look at it. But there's something about your fingers your brain and paper or the computer where it seems to almost manifest faster if you can see it written down because it, I don't know what it is. It just seems that way. I've always done lists. And if I don't, I sit around the house and go, oh, I have nothing I have to do today. And then at the end of the day, I go, I didn't do anything. What did I not do? And I think of all the things I should have done. It's like, one of the the things that I've learned in the different studies that I've done is that we're all, all of us as individuals are using all of our senses, right? We're using, we're talking, we're seeing, we're hearing, but the other one is tactile. So when you write it, it actually activates the other senses because you're using all of them together to put something down on paper or putting it in a computer, like you said, or whatever. Well, and that's one way that they don't even talk about how you can learn. 
because I see and I hear and I learn, but I learn even better when I take notes, even if I never exactly. look at the notes again. Exactly. That's very, very true. I do the same thing. I, I'm an avid note taker. You've probably seen me. I take notes all the time. And, and it's just one of those things that I think it helps in the learning process. And it reinforces it because you're doing one repetition already. It's the old advertising marketing concept of if you sit, share something with somebody one time, what's the likelihood that they're going to remember it? The very small percentage. The more times you repeat something to somebody, it's going to stick with them. Old school marketing was you needed to do at least seven repetitions and then it's going to stick. In today's world with some of these exposures are what seconds with text messages or little flashes on the tube or whatever it happens to be. You need somewhere between 15 and 21 repetitions or exposures for something to stick. And if you do it enough times, it can become habit. So it's really, really, really important from that standpoint. And especially if you know, I need to work on this one thing. If you keep working and repeating it and rereading it or whatever it happens to be, eventually it'll become habit. And that's and some of those things can be very, very good. On the same token, negative thinking, or as old Zig Ziglar said, stinking thinking, you know, that can get bad too, because if you do it all the time, that reinforces. So you have to be more like you said at the beginning, it's positive thinking is what's going to make the journey be the success. Right. And law of attraction is also something else. It's the same kind of thing. You put it out there and exactly. that's what you're going to attract. So whether it's, and the funny thing is with that one, you kind of give your own power away in a way, because if you say something that seems positive, but it's really negative. So you use the word no in there or not, or I don't, I can't, anything with the word no or not in it, like I'm not yeah. going to be bad. Right. So then you're bad. I'm not going to eat sugar. So then you eat sugar. You have to say, I'm going to eat healthier. It's a whole different way because the subconscious just doesn't hear those no's. And those can really almost feel like they're sucking the power away from you because you're not saying it in a way that reinforces no, it. No, you're absolutely right. And it's it's all in how you look at things that, that makes the big difference. And having been, for me personally, part of what you mentioned in my background is the family situation that I had was very dysfunctional. I had to take the action and be positive and, and say the words and hear the hear all of this stuff to say, you got to look at things in the right way and say them in the right way, like you're talking about. Don't put no in the sentence because that then it reinforces the no. I'm going to live healthy. Right. Well, you got to live healthy in a certain way. So saying and repeating the things in, with the right visualization, the right affirmations, tied together with the right exposure makes the difference. And I know, I know for me personally, that has done that for me. In terms of tools to use, I've been using since day one back, clear back in the day, this, that the old tool that we used to use, it was called a cassette tape. Oh. <laughs> and I used to listen to cassette tapes on positive thinking. Earl Nightingale, Think and Grow Rich, Paul J. Meyer, there's all a bunch of them. Again, the concept was they would tell you, you know, don't listen to this once, listen to it seven times. The more positive things you do for yourself, and you can do that today. I mean, MP3, MP4, the videos that are out there on YouTube today, it's, it's incredible some of the tools that we got that can help you on your journey. You have to take the ownership and do the work yourself. And don't you feel that's the biggest obstacle? It's basically no, yourself? Yeah, no, if you wallow with the pigs, you're going to wallow with the pigs. 
you got to say, I'm out of here and I'm going to start doing the things that are going to help me on my journey and start taking the action steps to get you there. It's funny too, because I find that sometimes you need to wallow with the pigs for a bit just so that you can get those emotions out of your being. Just going, I remember when I hit my car on a wall. It was because I didn't swing wide enough and I hit the side of the car and I got out of the car and I looked at it and I went, okay, no, I'm not even going to look at this. So I took the dog for the walk and I screamed and cried all the way down going, why did this happen? Oh my God, oh my God. And I got to the end, I said, okay. So now I wallowed for a while. I actually feel better. I'm going to look at the darn car. What am I going to do about it? But it was, I needed that moment to just let it all out and go, what the hell? What did this happen? Oh my God. And I, being this more spiritual person, I said, okay, what was my lesson? It's like, oh, okay, God, next time, don't hit me upside the head quite so hard. Don't use the car. Just maybe I wasn't paying attention. I almost felt like I was somebody that, you know, the universe was trying to get my attention for something. And I went, don't use my car. Okay. It was something though I needed to do that wallow with the, the pigs for the moment to get through it. So it's okay if you're there, just realize it and find your way be, out. Be able to admit to yourself that sometimes we need help to look at things. What do I mean by that? I mean that there's a whole myriad like you, Carol, you're a coach. A lot of people say, well, I don't need a coach. You know, well, all I can tell you is that it's the same thing that the person that's mentally ill says, I don't, I don't need somebody that's a mental professional to help me. And that's just simply not true. I think the more that you are able to admit that you need some help, it helps you. I may be a non-veteran. I have several things, issues with me. Some of them are very physically health related. Some of them are mentally health related. Post-traumatic stress disorder is a real thing. Luckily for me, I don't have a real severe case, but I get some issues and I've dealt with them over the years. And I've talked to professionals over the years and it's helped me immensely. I've used some of the the mental modalities that they were testing to help with with PTSD and they're lifesavers for me. I went through a situation that almost broke me. It almost broke me in half. And luckily for me, with the help of one med that helped me because it turned out the PTSD had triggered the physical aspects in my body and my thyroid had shut off. And you can imagine what the effects of it, of an undiagnosed thyroid not working for a couple of years. I was in bad shape. But finally, they found out once I got on the meds and then continued with some mental health, health I then started skyrocketing and coming back to a point that made it made a huge difference in my life. That's when I was wallowing with the pigs. Well, and then you found the time to empower yourself. By yeah, finding and then so I found you. those people. And then one of the things that I, one of the stories that I share, and I, I think I told this to you before, Carol, but I know that you know that being a Vietnam veteran, I, I'm a public speaker and I go out and talk uh, primarily to the audience's high school kids. I've been doing it for 20 years and been in front of over 90,000. One of the analysis in talking to the counselors that I talked to, they said, you know, Mike, you and Bill, my friend that that talks with me, says, you guys do all this work for the kids. And it's really you're doing work for yourself. You're, You're able to talk about stuff and get it out. And that is, in fact, a a modality, a form of therapy that you're doing. So what I do for the kids is at the end of every session that I do now, I actually thank the kids for being my therapist for the last hour that I spent with <laughs> I'm sure that they really like that. It's a great closing because yeah. it puts a full circle because 
during the course of the of the presentation, we talked about PTSD and the adrenaline rushes and how combat post-traumatic stress is only one kind of PTSD. There's all other kinds and that they might even have some PTSD from some scenario. Again, that's part of the giving that I give. It's educational. My public speaking is part of my education giving component of my life. I'm working now. Now that I'm here in Houston, I'm I'm trying to set up the same kind of a program here that I had in, in California. That's a fun part of my day. You were talking about doing other types of motivational speaking too now? Yeah, Did that's, I understand uh, that? that's actually, a, I think I've gained some clarity, Carol, and you're part of helping me gain that clarity, actually. The move from California to Houston has been a transformational time for me because I've, ha- I've had to change my business model. In California, you know, I was, at, of course, for all of us, we've had a We've had to pivot with COVID. That's for sure. I was basically put out of business because of COVID with my real-time business. So now I'm trying to do a lot of real-time stuff, doing talks online, networking online, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm starting to, I have clarified in my mind that what I'd like to do is go out and do some motivational speaking that is going to incorporate a lot of these different things that you and I have talked about. And you've actually helped me gain a significant amount of clarity about that. So I really appreciate you doing that for me. Oh, well, I'm glad I could help. I know you're speechless now, Carol. <laughs> so, I mean, do you want to say to people what type of gigs that you're accepting in case someone wants to hire you? Uh, well, right, right now, I, I haven't gotten to that point, but it's going to be sort of my life story and, and what's been my life journey and, and the, the motivational things that I've had to do, which early on in my life, I really didn't know what I was was doing, but I had to be able to react and grow from being inside this dysfunctional family and stay motivated to be able to go to get out of that that environment and then go and get the college degree, go and become an officer in the United States Navy, you know, and then and then beyond that. So the early years were were hard years, some hard, hard stuff. And then when I started finally getting some of the educational components that helped fit into this and then started working with the, the PMA stuff, positive mental attitude stuff, that helped me grow even more immensely. And then I've been on this journey looking for the things that helped that I liked and wanted to share with other people. And so I've been involved in a lot of different products that have different aspects of things. Now I'm working with stuff, hopefully we'll even exaggerate that even more so. I've identified some things that are very good for the the general population, some environmental stuff. And then the health stuff that I've been doing with my company, Real-Time Pain Relief, it's all nature's ingredients. There's no chemicals. There's none of that bad stuff. So it's, it's a great product that helps a lot of people that suffer from any kind of pain. And once you take pain away from somebody, the mental health gets better as well. Because when you're hurting, that puts a damper on the way that you think. When you're in pain, I know my mom was often in pain because of her back. You can't think exactly. about anything but the pain. So your whole exactly. life gets on hold. Relationships suffer, jobs suffer, everything suffers because you can't think about anything if it's really bad. I mean, people with migraines, they yeah. get that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So is my stuff a panacea? Is it a hard drug to make things go, make you numb? No, but it is stuff that's going to dissipate your pain levels. I've had people tell me, I was an eight, Mike, and an hour after you you put that stuff on me, I was down to a three. 
thank God. You know, then I've had people come up and kiss me and say, oh, Mike, thank you so much. It just, it makes a difference. And if you use it, it does build up in you because some of the ingredients are homeopathic, which stick with you a long time. This stuff works great. I think we're going to post a, a link or something up about that. Yes, we will have a link for that on there. And I know that you're doing some other things for the holistic business owners. So you are going to have a link about a video business card? Yeah, I'm, uh, I've associated myself with a company that's all about tools of communication, digital tools of communication. And a digital business card is something that, uh, I mean, we're doing so much work now as small business people doing networking meetings. We're on webinars and Zoom calls and all other kinds of platforms to talk to people. So you don't really have any more your paper business cards. And oh, by the way, if you were with somebody, are they going to accept your video business card? Because you might have sneezed on it. I mean, your your regular business card. So I think paper business cards are on, on the verge of going away because I think we're, we're going to be in this new, what I'm going to call hybrid world where we're going to do a lot of things, more things online than offline. You're still going to probably meet people. You're still going to have to go to the store every once in a while. But these video business cards, basically what they are is it's like a little mini website that you can send somebody through a QR code or just to give them a link and they can jump on it. You as the individual can can send them a, a video, a voice video, video, just like we're talking right now. A video would come with your picture, your face, and you're talking to them. And then one of the other products, you can not only send them something, they can send you a response via the same format. So instead of typing typing an email, you send them a video email, and then they're going to respond in the video email. So several different products, some good stuff. I've got some freebies that somebody might want to try some different other kinds of products that as well. I have a product that's like a Zoom, a webinar room that is more secure than Zoom. So you have no, no fear of having being Zoom bombed. It's very, very helpful. It's very cost effective in terms of helping with marketing and advertising. To get back to the empowering part, I know this is part of it is that getting rid of the pain helps you empower you individually. And the other things you're doing are helping small business owners empower themselves in that way. But if we were going to leave people with, say, three things, each of us would tell people that would help them take action to empower their lives. What three things did you want me to go first? You go first because, yeah, there's different things in my head. Okay. (laughs) I hope so. If it's blank, we have a problem. (laughs) So I'd say first for me is in order to empower your life, don't get sidetracked. Don't allow life to delay you to take your power back. Don't reprioritize the other things that's more important than that. Take action for yourself. Realize what's important and just do it. And the second thing is just to realize that you're worth it that you don't have to have other people make choices. Their choices aren't more important than yours are, that you can make your own choices because you are worth it. Believe me, you are. And then the third thing is that you have to realize it doesn't have to be hard to do this kind of stuff. If you don't know how, ask for help. It doesn't have to be hard. 
And there's all different kinds of help. There's everything, like Mike said, for, and I've mentioned from life coaching to coaching about specific things, going to a specific kind of doctor. There's going to your minister, your best friend who maybe you need a, an ear that with a heart attached to it. You want somebody that's that already knows you. And there's all these different things you can do. And it doesn't mean you have to take their advice because it's your life and your decision, but it can be really helpful to get outside opinions and outside help. So those are my three things. Yeah. You come up with anything well, here? <laughs> I'll hang back on, on what you're talking about. It. I think number one is is your planning. Like I was talking about the planning and the planning reviews, the planning to fail is failing to plan. Some people, that's the way they look at they look at life. So it's about what how are you looking at things through what prism are you looking at things? Because the prism is light reflects in different ways. You just got to make sure that that light is reflecting that on the path that you want to be on. And it's all on how you choose to do that. Because the one key thing here that's a, something I guess is an umbrella to everything we talked about today is the power of choice. You don't let somebody else choose right. for you. You're choosing to do what you want to do and put yourself on the right path to do that. So I think that the planning, the goal setting in writing is critical. And part of that is what you talked about a little bit is the measuring part of that. But are you going to have somebody help you to be accountable to be getting certain things done? Some of those things are more esoteric than others. Some of them are just, did you do the 10 emails you were supposed to do today? I mean, it really is that simple. And if you do it consistently, do those 10, 10 emails, pretty soon, not just one is coming back every day, but maybe two or three are coming back. And what does that start doing to your response rate? What does that start doing to your close rate? What does that start doing to your retention rate? So there's all these little aspects of things that you're looking when you're looking at it as, as a business person. Going fishing is going fishing. If you don't put the hook out in the water enough, what's going to happen? You're not going to catch anything. For me, it's, it's putting things in the right perspective to make that move to go forward and get clear definition on what to do. And then asking for the help, like you said, Carol getting the directional model put in the right in the right kind of place doing the brainstorming doing the transformation work like i'm going through right now and uh, and trying to define exactly how do i want to do it how do i want to spend my time every day i'm down to that point that i'm looking at every day what's my model for today what am i going to do i just did something that was really kind of interesting but i took my google calendar and I went on Saturday and Sunday. This is an exception. On Saturday and Sunday, I blocked out the whole time for it's just me time. Yeah. You have to do you that. You have to. Otherwise. To have a balanced yes, life. That's exactly yep. why, why I did that. And then do I do exceptions? Yeah. Like I'm doing with Carol today. It's Today is Sunday. Yesterday, I had luck for me, I had that, block, that time blocked. I took my oldest granddaughter to a tennis tournament. And I got to watch her play tennis because I had open time. I think, you know, you clearly define the three three major buckets, but then it's just being more finite. And then as the Nike slogan says, do it, take action, just do it, take steps. Maybe they're baby steps every day, but take baby steps every day and keeps you moving in the right direction. Right. And it's really important to do that in 
all sections of your life, like you had said earlier, because sometimes like with your health, for me, I need an accountability partner for uh, hello, did you <laughs> exercise today? I sort of get to the end of the day and forget kind of conveniently maybe, or not conveniently if I wanted to be healthy. So I need someone in that phrase, or like my sister has a walking buddy where they, she always, you feel bad if you don't do something, if you have somebody that you're counting to. It's like having homework and the teacher says, bad, bad girl, bad boy, you didn't do your homework, you didn't get the, the A. And maybe that's not your thing, but it can be with like a friend or, or a coach. I give homework as a coach sometimes, sometimes I don't to help people keep doing things during the week when we're not talking. And that accountability yeah. can be huge. Even if it's just a tiny thing, like a text that you say, okay, you text me every day to make sure I do something. <laughs> help me out here. And that might be all that you need, or you might need a lot of help in one place or another, but knowing where, what section of your life you need it in yeah. is huge. Especially if you say on a scale of one to 10, where are you in your health? Where are you with your relationships? Where are you with finances? Where are you with whatever is in there, your career, your business, whatever it is, and it's a zero or a one or a two, maybe it's non-existent. So you think it's not even a zero, it's just nothing. That's when you have to start either going, I want this, make that plan, make that goal. Or you need to get someone to help you put together a plan or a goal, which is kind of what my specialty is, to help people turn what they want to do into a reality by having them figure it out with me just going, uh, did you think of this? Did you think of that? What about this? Exactly. Yeah. And, that's, and I do that, some of that as well. And I'm, the other piece that I'm doing is I'm trying to help young veterans that are looking to become entrepreneurial and help in that regard. Well, and that's great, especially for you to have a kind of a niche because you've been there and you understand what's going yeah, on. Exactly. So it's, it's an interesting thing and I'm, uh, I'm moving in that direction and that's, uh, that's what I'm planning to do. I'm still doing the real time. I have a ton of stuff. The products are fantastic. And if you want to discuss any of the other things that I, uh, that I mentioned, I'm, I'm open and you can get a hold of me and we can t talk about that stuff as well. Uh, send me an email and say, Mike, send me that video email example and I'll send you one so you can see exactly. And it'll be me talking to you. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Is there anything else you want to tell people about empowering right, the, themselves? The key thing about empowering yourself is you're making conscious decisions to take action for yourself. And that's the thing that just have that on the forefront of your mind. That remember, it's all about you, not in a selfish sense. The word we're using here is in an empowering way that you know that you can do what you want to do. The, the path may be a little bit shaky because you don't have a clear definition on the path, but that will get defined as you move along the path. And I encourage everybody to take action, be positive, and we'll all be able to contribute to the, to the world and yourselves that way. Well, thank you for being here with me today, Mike. I appreciate it. And if you would like to connect with either myself or Mike, please check out the show notes. You'll find links to not only my website and YouTube channel, but also, as Mike said, his website. This is a special offer on real-time pain cream and also an information about the video business cards. Thanks again, Mike. It's been a true pleasure. Awesome, Carol. I appreciate doing it. And we'll be talking again soon. We will. Till next week, everyone, please be courageous and reach higher. You can have a more limitless life and empowering yourself is one of those really important steps to get from here to wherever you want to be on your path. 
Thank you so much for joining me here today. If you love the show, make sure you rate, review, and share this podcast and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Connect with me on Facebook or by email with questions and comments, ideas for future episodes, or if you would like to be a guest, give me a shout out and I'll send you an application. Until next week, remember, you are already enough to have that joyful, limitless life that you desire. You are tuned in to Living Your Limitless Life. Do you want to know more? Visit host Carol DeShane's website at connect2joy.com. Today's gonna be, gonna be a good, good day, yeah.